you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Welcome to the Got Till Five two-year anniversary spectacular with myself, Max Curtin, and my co-host, Jesse Patrick-Benz. Two years! I've got a present for you, Max. Can I do it quickly now? Why are you so excited? You've never done anything on this podcast. This is a two-year special. Are you ready? All right. Got Till Five is two years old. It's such a lovely day. Talking shit about men in pants for 730 days. Here's a song to thank you, Max, for all the shit you do. Here's so many more years of pod, your girlfriend is a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like it? How long have you been writing that? (laughs) I wrote it in about 45 seconds in a car yesterday. Well, that was... (laughs) Oh, I got no words. (laughs) Not some emotional, just... Just wow. Just wow. Yeah, thank you. I thought I thought I'd do something special. Well I think we needed it because like last year on the first year anniversary special we had guests, we had audio clips, there were awards. Been too busy this year. Well, we we have been too busy because like we got lives and that. But um, there's one thing that is very special that's happening. Um, and should we um, should we bring should we bring that on now? That on? Should we bring on our third host that we just kind of hide in the closet? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's release him. All right. Uh, joining us this week for uh, for the first half of this show is uh, everyone's favorite Canadian. It's Steve Knucklehead Finger Styles. Thank you. And when did I become Knucklehead? That's what I want. I don't know. About two minutes before I invited you in- onto the show. <laughs> we just, we yeah, we just, we just never, we just always said it behind your back, mate. <laughs> no worries. It's two against one, so I can't really complain. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I've just decided, Steve, you're practically the third host of Got Till Five at this point, so... Oh, I feel welcome. honored. Thank you. Thank we'll you very much. We'll send you a t-shirt in the mail. We'll do a handshake photo. Hey, uh, so because of because of Steve, I've done more yes. Got Till Five episodes than you have, Max. It's true, actually. <laughs> uh, that happened this year. That's yeah. right. When I got injured and Steve kindly stepped up and I am... Which is something I never thought would happen, that you would do more episodes than me. What can I say? I'm prolific. That's one word for you, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on with you, Steve? Uh, Nothing much, just chilling here in Canada, starting to get cold again, and we're getting ready for winter, so it's hibernation season pretty soon for us. So that kind of sucks. But other than that, it's great. You strike me as someone who'd like hibernating. Nah, you know what? I enjoy hibernating because I don't like people. So I don't like to be out in a boat amongst the mass of people because I just don't like being around people, period, because everyone sucks, but... You know, if it wasn't for that, I'd be out all the time. I, I wouldn't care. But there's just too many stupid people out there, man. Fuck, you can't fix stupid, like I always say. So, this is why true. Go it's very out. true. Yeah. And Steve, you're more of a veteran at this whole podcasting larky than us, because uh, you're in your third year, if my math is correct. I think so. I've either entered my third or I've gone into my third. I don't even celebrate uh, the years. I just celebrate, I guess, the number of episodes. That's how I'm doing it. That makes sense. That makes sense. But uh, we, we we like the year. We like the year anniversaries. It's nice, um, and and it's been a good year. If we look back on a quick reflection of the whole year, I can't believe we've done it for two years, which is insane. That's way too many top fives. It's ridiculous. I I, I bet you get this, Steve, because you've done it like longer than us, as Max said. But like, do you right. ever listen back to old episodes from like months and months ago, and you think you have no recollection of talking about the shit you're talking about? 
you know, when I first started doing this, like maybe the first year in, once I hit my like one year anniversary, I went back and listened to them. But ever since, you know, I haven't gone back further than maybe a couple of weeks. That's it. So I, uh, okay. I, I don't really know what my progression is because obviously the people who listen to me don't like to interact on uh, Twitter or Instagram. It's sort of like the problem you guys have. But the numbers show that people are listening, but no one wants to say anything. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. But anyways, that's a, a, a discussion yeah. for another day. But so well, if they're your, if they, if they your fans, they hate people as well, right? So that's exactly. probably the deal. You know what? Probably, yeah, that probably makes sense. Maybe they're not even on social media to begin with. So who knows? Yeah, just exactly. don't, and the people that do interact with with our podcast, if if that's like the the overall consensus of our listeners, then that's terrifying because <laughs> the interactions we do get are just weird. Yeah, we get some strange folk, but wrestling fans are strange folk generally. Anyway, this um, is true. Yeah, this is true. I agree. So, uh, entering into our third year, which is very exciting. Quickly, want to thank all the the guests that we've had on this year. We haven't had many, but uh, Spike Trevay, Wrestling Resurgence, Elliot Jordan Experience, Colin Russell Ames. OGMO, Breed Wrestling, Wrestlegate Pro, Blanco Loco, Dream Girl Ellie, and Zach Cooper. You've made this year wonderful, so thank you. Thanks, everyone. And Steve, of course. And Steve, but, you know. Uh, I'm not a staple. wrestler. Exactly. I, I'm part of the family <laughs> at this point, so you don't need to, I guess, kiss my ass, as they say, right? Exactly. We exactly. don't have to do it anymore. You don't want to go near Max's ass if you're thinking about kissing that one either, because um, oh, he's had the shits recently, I believe. I have, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like, how, like it's a statement. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I, I how, is, how is your bottom? Is it all right? My bottom's fine, yes. I had a, a very Good. unhappy stomach yesterday, but uh, it's all come back to normal now. Excellent. Excellent news for everyone. I know. Thank you for sharing that with the listeners. Right. That's all right. <laughs> it's what they've grown you... to be accustomed to for the past two years. Yeah, that's no, all good. It's fine. What a great way to bring in the third year. <laughs> uh, to end the second year, where the reason Steve's on is he's going to be doing a little quiz for us. Now, if you listen to this show over the past like six months, we've been doing quizzes to kind of determine who gets the number one spot when me and Jesse share a top five. This show's a little bit different because me and Jesse are going back old school for memory's sake. We're having a top five each. So this week's quiz is all about bragging rights for who is the champion of year two. They got to five champion. We should get a belt made. We should get a belt made. You should. I got to five. Yeah, with King Kong Bundy with that logo like right in the middle. That'd be <laughs> wicked. That'd be nice. I know some belt people. I can get this done, Jesse. Oh. Nice. Let's do it. Right, get then. off. Get off your shitty ass. <laughs> 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 Oh. I, I, I've got no response. I will. For us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Brilliant. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to win it, which I will today. Oh, well, we'll see. Now, Steve, you've. Um, I'm so nervous for this because I don't know what to expect from you. <laughs> I'll be nice. You've prepared okay. a quiz. Yes. Well, okay. Let's put it this way. I like my quizzes like I like my women. Nice and easy. So I, it's not like something <laughs> that's going to be like mind-blowing. Like, oh, my God, what the fuck did this guy do? Like, I... There's so many like sort of dark matches I could do from Maple Leaf Gardens, which is was like a staple in 1980s here in wrestling when all the old school WWF guys would come to town and wrestle there. And there's so much trivia there that obviously you guys would not know what from what. So I tried to stick to more like mainstream stuff, if that makes sense. So hopefully it's easier that. than it is harder. So if it's too easy, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. But it, it's against each other, right? So it's, I guess, whoever rings in first. So whoever could be fastest, I guess, is probably going to be the winner. 
Put it that way. Exactly. And uh, and what's the theme? Is there a theme to your quiz or is it just random questions? It is Canadian-based, of course. You know how I love my Canadian wrestlers, so. This is true. And for someone who spent a considerable amount of their life living in Canada, this might benefit me, Jesse Benz. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's all right. I'm handicapped already, but like Zach Gowan, I will um, overcome the odds. <laughs> Why do you always get a Zach Gowan reference in? No one mentions Zach Gowan anymore. <laughs> But everyone remembers it when you say they go, oh god, yeah, that guy, the one-legged wrestler. Of course, they yeah. remember him. He he beat Matt Hardy once. I, I hope that's not a, one of your quiz questions. <laughs> no, neither Canadian, so we're good. No, no, no Hardys no. in my questions. Oh, good. Well, I've got a Hardy with <laughs> waiting oh, for this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's on form this evening. This is going to be a fun show. This is good. You know why I'm on form? I've been in camera mode. You know what I did yesterday, don't you? Are you allowed to talk about this? Oh. Yeah, I'm allowed to talk about it. I don't see why not. Um, so, Steve, this will be completely lost on you. Okay. Um, uh, there's In Britain, there is a UK daytime quiz show called Pointless okay. um, that's on every day. Um, kind of like, um, what could you compare it to in um, North America, Max? Like, um, and they have daytime quiz shows, right? The one yeah. that Alex Trebek did and stuff oh, like that. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that that kind of vibe, but okay. it's really nice. But you do it in pairs. And me and my dad auditioned for it yesterday, and we got the email today saying we've been shortlisted, so we're going to be oh, on wow. the quiz show at some point, which is going to be fucking brilliant. So I'm going to um, wear a Got to a Five t-shirt and um, plug this shit for all it's worth. Well, that's fantastic. Exactly. Might as well get some free publicity, right? Got to be done, right? I'm going to be on um, the BBC, so that's... Um, you know, about as British as it gets. That's so the CBC I'm very equivalent, Steve. Well, we get the BBC on certain cable packages here in Canada, so maybe I'll be able to catch it somewhere. I'll, I'll see if I can. Maybe see you it. will. Yeah, send me a link once you're on. I will do. Yeah, I don't think it'll be till like January or February, but um, yeah, I'll um, I'll fire it over. It's exciting. very exciting. The the concept of you and your dad on Pointless is just. Oh, I just can't handle it. Really I know can't. you should have you should have seen him yesterday. As soon as there's a camera, you know he's like he's actually he's going to listen to this. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, but like he's right, he's he's a lovely man, my dad John. Love you, mate. But um, he's one of those people who's like you know he's like nice and then and normal and then as soon as there's a camera, he's like oh it's showtime. Do you know what I mean? In terms, of, I don't know I don't know where I get it from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah. As soon as this mic goes cold, I'm just like shuffling off and not talking to anyone. It's like Bobby said, um, Jesse's girlfriend, Steve, we met okay. up in London and he saw me and he was all like, as I know, Jesse, this ball of energy that's impossible to control. And she was like, this is the most he's spoken in months. <laughs> <laughs> she you can't be this like image that all of the you time. Just at home, just me, a quiet, timid little man. Oh God, you don't want to be around me when the dark times come, mate. <laughs> All right, sorry, we got sidetracked. We got a quiz to do. We got Steve here. Let's fucking go. It's three years. No, two years. We're in our third year. We're in our third year. We're not doing the wrestling counting again. No. Um, Yeah, what do you think about that, Steve? So, WrestleMania 1 was WrestleMania 1, and then they call WrestleMania 2 WrestleMania 2, even though WrestleMania 2 is actually the first anniversary of WrestleMania. So, that should be WrestleMania 1, right? I see where you're coming from, and I heard your last episode where you guys discussed this too. And you know what? For a living person, it's right because your first year, you should be, you don't start off as year one. You complete your first year, you celebrate your first year. But in terms of like shows, no, it has to be number one. Like, Like, for example, like I had the DP Awards. The second time I had it, it was the second annual DP Awards. It wasn't, 
the the first DP. Like you know what I'm saying? So I guess. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Tomato, tomato. I don't know. Whatever. I guess. No hair off my back. I'm not gonna lose sleep. No. Have you got <laughs> hair on your back? Actually, now that I hit forty, I do. I have to say. Do you? Yeah. I've got I've got bits. I've got wispy bits on my shoulder blades, but I'm quite light like coloured so no one really sees it's just when they touch me they feel it <laughs> which doesn't happen often <laughs> so you're good <laughs> oh, okay shit. right let's focus up guys yeah, focus okay. up let's get to the right, now, now um, Steve you've listened to enough episodes you know what you're doing with the quiz you, you've got sure. this I, I need some some Canadian p- pizzazz I'm picturing you in a sparkly jacket hair all quiffed back beard nicely tied up is that about right I have no hair, but sure, I'll try. I'll, I'll try and spike back my, my baldness. I'd appreciate that. I'd appreciate that a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to give you, I'm going to start off with the most easy. Is there, are you going to pipe in the music like you usually do? Let's do, do, or? Let's do it. Oh, there it oh, is. Here it is. Woo. This is the, yeah. Now I'm ready. I, okay. I'm good to go now. All right. So Attention. I'm going to start off with the most easiest question and build up. All right. First cool. one is uh, just is, so everyone just so just so everyone's listening is sure. clear um, uh, because Steve's asking the questions. Me and Max are going to shout our own name, and whoever shouts it first gets to answer the question. Oh yeah, and so I'll we haven't. I'll pipe in like a wrestling sound. Afterwards. Oh okay. What, what okay, do you want your nice. wrestling sound to be, Jesse? Um, I want um, you know, like from Botchamania, the Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I want that. Okay. Okay. Um, I might go for a pool bearer. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Just gonna make Equally good. Back, so. All right. Okay. Fine. I said I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Oh, oh God. Um, can I have... No, no, no. Can, can I just have um, from the boogeyman, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> just have that. <laughs> and then I will have something Booker T related because that's the only feud I remember. Oh. Okay. You can, yeah, do it your mate. As long as I get your mind coming to get you, I'm happy. Okay, cool. So we're now ready, Steve. Please continue. All right. Would you first... start the music over? Or are you ready? Oh, I, this is your show. You do whatever you guys want. I'll okay. go with the flow. We'll, we'll just carry on. Perfect. First one is multiple choice. Ooh. All right. Nice and easy. Which one of these wrestlers is not a Canadian? Is it Roddy Piper, Earthquake, Rick Martel, Dino Bravo, none of the above, or all of the above? Go ahead. Um, Rick Martel. You are incorrect. Ah. So that passes over to me, baby. Go for it. Okay. Um, sorry, can you give me the options one more time? Roddy Piper. Yeah. Earthquake. Canadian. Rick Martel. Canadian. Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. None of the above or all of the above? I think I'm going to have to say... Dino is not Canadian. He is from Quebec. He is as Canadian as he could get. What? Ah, zeroed out on the first question. Darn. I thought these were going to so be easy. So they're all Canadian? Yes, they are. That's mental. Rick Martel is, like, not a Canadian name. <laughs> well, I guess that's just I suppose it could right? be. Like, Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Like, Roddy Dino Piper. Bravo. Roddy Piper keeps it under his hat, doesn't he? Or he, he did, that he, that he was Canadian. Well, yeah, he, um, I guess he was just born here and then he took off right away, so he never looked back. Yeah, totally. 
Cool. So, um, first question, nil-nil. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Hopefully this is Could easy for you just guys, one too. Point. Yeah. I know, you never know. All right. So, Bret Hart is considered by many to be the best Canadian-born wrestler, right? Correct. But his first... <laughs> that wasn't the question, Max. <laughs> <laughs> one point for Max. <laughs> if it comes down to a tiebreaker, that, that'll take it. <laughs> but... Sorry. His first WWF world title was not won on any TV programming. Can you guys name what city Bret Hart won his first WWE championship? Um, ah, his first, his first, you mean his first title in the WWF? No, WWF world championship, sorry. The, what, oh, okay, okay. Um, wow, I oh, thought these were easy. Yeah. I, don't know that one. It's on the tip of my tongue. I, I um, want to take a punt, but if I do and get it wrong, then it's just Max can think for as long as he wants. <laughs> wow. Okay, <sighs> how about this? Do you guys know um, who he defeated to win his first WWF World Championship? I'm, okay. I think I do know, but oh. I don't want to give it over to Jesse, so... Can you dig it, dig it suckers? Oh. Okay. I think he, if memory serves correctly, he beat Ric Flair. That is correct. Okay. Ah. Do I have to guess the Canadian? I'm presuming it's a Canadian city. Yeah, it was a Canadian city. Okay. You want to take a, a guess then? What's a random ass Canadian? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna go for. Can I can I just go for the province? Can I just pick sure. the funniest sound in province? Go for it. Okay, so I'm gonna go Saskatchewan. Yes, it was in that province. What? Yep. You serious? I swear to God, it was Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Fuck yes, oh, Jesse. Oh man, right? Okay. <laughs> I just he, picked my favorite he, province. He fucking That's flukes awesome. that point. That's <laughs> all that matters. Right, it's yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I'm a, I'm a plucky underdog. Zach Gower never got the offensive first, did he? He always, like, built it up at the end <laughs> until he fell over. Yeah, but remember, these get harder as they go, so... Mm. So do I, mate. <laughs> Fantastic. How did you get onto the BBC? <laughs> right? <laughs> they felt They're going to listen to this and go, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Kenny Omega is the first Canadian to be WIGP heavyweight champ. But who was the first Canadian to ever win the WIGP junior heavyweight championship? I'm coming to get you. Go for it. Uh, was it also Kenny Omega? No, it was not. Nah. Oh, fuck it. Of course it wasn't. <laughs> I've done it now. <laughs> Have you figured it out? Yes. Don't upset you. Yes! Um, and it's IWGP, by the way, um, Steve, you stoner. What, what was I saying? WIGP. Wigan. Oh my god. <laughs> I could actually send you the, the pic of my question. It says IWGP. With the answers? Could you send it to me now? Sure, no problem. <laughs> uh, the only Canadian I, other Canadian I can think of is Michael Elgin. Nope. Now, can I can I recover, like as he got it wrong? Sure, why not? Why? Yeah, come on, you fluked with your Saskatchewan bitch, um, Jesse. That's me. Um, <laughs> it was um, 
It was Pegasus Kid, Chris Benoit. No. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> we're just going to keep going back right, and forth. Right, okay. Come on, so how many that more means... Canadians were there I know. in New Japan? That means it, Come on. That, may, that means it must be pre-Benoit. Okay, how about this? I'll give you guys a clue. He is dead. <laughs> that doesn't really narrow it down. Well, if it's not Benoit, who's the other wrestlers? Canadian. Dead Canadian. Yeah. Comes from a huge family. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Dig it. <laughs> Says in confidence. <laughs> uh, well, I'm guessing it's one of the hearts. Um, fuck. I really don't know because I can't remember which hearts rusted over there. I'm coming to get you. Go for it. Owen Hart. There you go, my God. Yes, come on. God damn it. How King did you guys Wright. forget about poor Owen? I know. You, you don't think of him having an illustrious Japanese career, but I suppose he uh, oh, yeah, was over there for a the fair graphics, bit, wasn't he? When they, when they start doing the, the graphics for the junior title a little yeah. while ago. Fuck. Yeah, of course he is, mate. <laughs> Don't get cocky. That's no, alright. What's that then? That's one all, isn't it? Yeah, mm. sure. One all. Two questions left. Nice. We're smashing this, Max. <laughs> alright. <laughs> We're trailing our way through it. <laughs> this is going way back. Okay. So, there's only been a handful Canadians who have won some sort of world title within the WWF or the WWF and all that whole thing, right? which is now known as WWE. But who was the first ever WWF World Heavyweight Champion to be Canadian? Um, I'll tell you the year if it helps. It was in 1971. 1971. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? All right. I'm going to go with... I'm gonna, I think, because this is in in my memory, because I don't think he was Canadian until you told me, but I'm gonna go with Dino then. Who? Dino Bravo. No. Damn it. Uh, I have no idea. The 1970s <laughs> WWF isn't my strong point, I have to say. Um. I can't even think of a Canadian, um, a Canadian wrestler that would have been around that time and famous. Um, 1971. He wasn't dubbed a Canadian. No one knew he was Canadian because of kayfabe and shit back in the day. He was from a different. He okay. was from a different country. Okay. Um, and from a country that I no longer exists. How about that? I'm trying to think, oh, um, I'm trying to think, because this would have been San Martino era, wouldn't it? So I imagine, oh, yeah. I imagine it would have been with a San Martino, it would have been in a San Martino match that he either won or lost the title. He bet um, Bruno San Martino on January 18th. Okay. Um, not as if that's going to help. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, I know. Oh, Do okay. I get to go? Sure. Go on, go on then. Uh, it, it was Ivan Ivan Koloff beat him. Ding, ding, ding. You got Fuck it. Fuck yes. Ah, nice. He was Canadian. I, yes. I thought he was like, I thought he was legitimately from wherever he was kayfabe to be from. Was it the USSR back in the day? That's it, yeah. yeah. I thought that was all genuine. Ooh. He had the moustache and all that. Like, 
<laughs> Why would you have that mustache if you yeah. were from there? I had no idea he was Canadian. Yep, he was Canadian. And how about this, for bonus points, how many Canadians have won some sort of WWF, WWE title up to this day? Do you guys know that? It, it's a uh, small well, number. World titles only. I, I, I'd maybe, maybe save that for a tiebreaker question, because if Jesse okay, gets perfect. this question right... right. Yeah, good idea. I like that, I like that. And, and it would be any sort of world title, like World, Universal, uh, WWE Championship, any one of those. Cool. Okay. okay, so we'll go okay. to the last question. This might be oh. just the hardest one, so we'll see I'm, here. I pulled that one out of my ass, so... Yeah, you did. That was good. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. All right. To my knowledge, there's only been three sets of Canadian brothers to tag team within the WWE. The Hearts and currently the Sings. Which is the third to compete? I... I'm coming to get you. Go for it. Are you talking real or kayfabe? Real. Shit. Um, so good. good. Edge and Christian would have been there, right? If um, if you were talking kayfabe. Yeah, but no, it's not kayfabe. Um, it's real. Okay. So you said the hearts and the sings now. Um, the other Canadian brothers are the. <laughs> <laughs> um oh god i've no idea i was i was banking on edge and christian for that one um ah oh, who's got canadian family in um ah oh, no sorry i edge and christian was my answer um but it's obviously not the case can, can i have the question repeated please there's only been three sets of Canadian brothers to compete in a tag team within the WWE history. The Hearts and now the Saints. Which is the third? That is tricky. They've won a championship. They've How about won a that? championship. So it's not like it was just a one-off type of thing. And if it was, if there was other teams that were one-offs, I'm not counting those, sorry. These guys were known. They were known. Had plenty of feuds. Okay. Oh, this is really difficult. What was that? I can't remember their name, but I think they were like... They like French Canadian. Oh, you're getting French warmer. I know. What the fuck was their name? <laughs> oh, My God! All the Canadian listeners are fucking drilling you guys right now and like yelling and. Oh. This, this is obscure shit. Um, I remember them because they were like a knockoff of La Resistance. They were... Well, they were before La Resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La Resistance was a knockoff of them. It's like more successful. One had a mustache. Fuck! <laughs> One had a mustache. <laughs> Back to the mustache. Um... Rouges? Ru Rougette? It was Rouge something? Oh. You're almost there. Fuck! <laughs> this is killing me. Uh... It, Rouges is right, isn't it? Well, I get, you know what? I'll accept that. It's the Rougeau brothers. Rougeau brothers. Rougeau brothers. Rougeaus. 
Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Fabulous Rougeos, that was it. How long ago were they around? That was like, were they 90s? No, Maybe they late like 80s, early 90s? 80s. Yeah, late 80s. Oh, man. Oh, bow down, that was Jesse rough. Benz. Yeah, well done, you got that one. No, 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 any... no, you would milk the shit out of this, so let's milk <laughs> the shit out of this. I am the champion picked... of the Have year got... two. Yeah, the year two. You f year it two. feels like we should have some sort of victory music um, know, to be right? playing. You should um, you should pipe something in, I think, in edit to um, celebrate your victory. I shall. I shall. You're simply the best, something like that. Well, Steve, that's the hardest quiz I've ever done in my life. Are you kidding me? And I and thought these were pointless. easy. That's because you're Canadian, man. Oh, fuck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but these are well-known Canadians. I could have gone, like, into deep. Like I said, you know how many enhancement talent used to be Canadian back in the day that people have no idea were Canadian? And I was thinking of those, but I'm like, no, I can't do that to those guys. <laughs> it's, no, yeah, well, thank you for being so kind. <laughs> yeah, Thank God all those years spent uh, spent living in Canada. You know, this is part of the quiz, Jesse, when you come in. Like, who are the three famous brothers? So we'll understand the test when you went to Canada. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, the citizenship test is about the Rouge brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Very useful. Oh, oh, that well, lovely. So well happy. done. Well, well done. You're the king of year two. But year two's over now. We're in year three. you got a year to study up. Yeah, I will do. We'll get, um, I don't know, someone... Cheltenham base to do the quiz next time and just do ch <laughs> Cheltenham questions. That would be good. Um, <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for doing the quiz. Um, no please plug that podcast and all of that good stuff. Of course. Well, you could follow me first on all the socials under Finger Styles. You could follow the podcast on Twitter under the podcast app. Email us anything you want to talk about. I don't care. I'm up for anything. If you want to read me out, if you want to See nice stuff. It doesn't matter. I like to read it all. It's the podcast app at gmail.com. And obviously, we're on all the major platforms except Google because Google could go fuck itself. So you're pretty much on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. I don't know what else. There's a few others. Google it. You'll find it and all that nice stuff. So thank you. Beautiful. No, thank you, Steve, for the past two years for stepping in when I was at death's door in surgery death's door steve when you when you steve when you first found us mate which was right. nearly two years ago we haven't been going long when um we sort of met you right via skype or whatever like we were just young little podcast lambs yeah. and you've 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 witnessed us flourish into um into the manly sheep we are today <laughs> <laughs> And so th thank you for being on the journey with us, brother. No, and likewise, obviously, I enjoy always doing the episodes when you guys come aboard and we do the big four. So I don't know what we're going to do now, considering now NXT and AEW as well. Maybe we'll do some combined super shows when they all do one on a weekend or something. We'll figure something out. Well, I'll get you guys on more often for sure. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Baby. Yeah, we could do that. I'll be, I'd be up for some AEW chat, actually. Yeah, it would be nice. Change your pace. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just need them to get some like momentum going so we can start doing top fives on them. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they need like more than five things to happen before we can do a top <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> 
that top is five true. Chris Jericho <laughs> memes. It's an easy one. <laughs> yeah, that is easy. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I want my quiz buzzer to be a little bit of bubbly. Oh, a bit of the bubbly. Yeah, we didn't think about that, did oh, we? Oh, well. That would have been perfect. Damn. Next time. Damn there it. you go. Okay. Well, Steve, we're going to let you fly as you let us fly so many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Can't wait to hear it. Cheers, bro. Cheers, man. Take care, mate. Take it easy. Peace. Has he gone? <laughs> Steve <Finger laughs> has gone away. <laughs> are we back? Are we back recording now? Is this? Yep. Are we back to the show? All right, cool. Uh, yeah, Steve's gone. Bye, Steve. He's just left us. Um, we did all that. Um, cool. Um, I need to get my list up. Hey, it's our birthday. It's our joint birthday. Isn't it nice to share a birthday? It is nice to share a birthday, actually. It's cool, like, because, like, normally your birthday, you get, I get a bit self-conscious on my birthday when everyone's, you know, looking at me, but now, now, <laughs> but now, like, you and me can just enjoy it together. It's a lovely, we should pick an official date. So this is, we're recording on the 19th of September, um, but this will be out on the 20th, 20th or 20th? Which is 20th. when the last anniversary episode came out. Did it? 20th yeah. of September? Right, that's officially our joint birthday, is 20th of September. Excellent. We officially started on the 14th, I think, but uh, then we went bi-weekly. We went by and things just got confusing. Things always do, mate, when you go by, but you never go bike. <laughs> You're not well today. Okay. I'm, I know, it's been such a long oh, week. That was that was a fun quiz, I enjoyed that. Uh, it was oh, a hard should, quiz. We should probably tell you all what we're doing this week, so uh, oh, yeah. gone, gone back old school, I get five, Jesse gets five. And because we're at the end of year two, we thought, let's talk endings. So we're going to be looking at the top five pay-per-view endings. Which, which is, is exciting. Because it turns out, turns out they end shows quite well, but like people don't talk about it. And I'm quite excited to talk about these. And I'm quite excited. It's been so long since we've done it old school with five each that right. um, we might possibly have... Um, we need to come up with a drop each um, in case you have one of mine or I have one of yours. Do, so do, bit of the bubbly could still be used. You mean... Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> yes, I do. It still makes me so happy. When's it going to get old? I don't know. It's it never just will. Gonna... It never yeah, will. I, don't, I, I don't think it ever will either. Chris Jericho's <laughs> means like the scarf isn't old, the list isn't old, saying it isn't old. Yeah, it's brilliant. Just the man is a genius. So uh, I've, I've got a fair few in reserve as well because they all just kind of came to me, Jesse, like a, like a seance kind of deal. Nice. I've got exactly five and no more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, I'm going to let losers... Oh, we should probably play the top five drop version. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Practice makes perfect after two years. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me he didn't just say that. Got to five is two years old. Got to five is two years old. <laughs> I thought you had like another song after that one. No, I think I think um, I think the genius of uh, my opening song um, was enough. Um, it was it was very much in the style of Daniel Johnston, who um, who I will dedicate that song to because he died um, a couple of weeks ago or last week or something, um, and we love him.
beautiful. Um, and maybe it'll be our new new intro going into year three. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just or no expense spared. Oh, I love it so much. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, because the the second year was like the troublesome twosomes, is what they say, and the third year is where you mature and you start to look like a human adult. If we're talking baby terms, <laughs> yeah. So, so year three should be very successful for us. That's good. We've started to string sentences together and uh, go to nursery and harass um, harass teachers and that. I've got a friend who uh, he was driving me home and uh, he went past where his um, uh, kinder not kindergarten that's an American word where his like um, uh, childminder used to be right. So like you know childminders. So when you're a kid, you go to like some strange lady's house who has like ten kids in there and they're all just running around. And looks after it while your mum and dad are still working or whatever. Yeah. For like an hour or two after school. He got, um, he was like saying, yeah, that was my childminder's over there. And then um, I wasn't allowed to go to that childminder anymore. Because I took a girl's um, baby, like doll baby, and um, put it in the oven. Yeah, the childminder was like, you can never come back again. Which wow. I thought, I thought it was a bit much. It wasn't a real baby. It was a little doll baby. Yeah, calm down. Witch yeah. bitch. <laughs> outrageous so yeah year three we're going to learn to share we're not going to put things in the oven that's exactly learn to share means we're going to plagiarize from a lot more people that's what sharing means yeah sharing, Pla- caring everyone yeah dusty Rhodes was the biggest plagiarizer in the world and he did very very well off of it exactly so we're going to have a dusty Rhodes esque third year and i'm very excited for that let's do it okay um i feel like losers should go first so jesse kick us off with um is this the first episode of year three i never know how this works well but, yeah yeah it is so yeah, yeah we're, we've entered our third year we're ending two half an hour ago three so uh kick us up 40 minutes ago we've been going for a while with oh, steve dear. oh god <laughs> we've got so many five things to go through um <laughs> okay cool um so i've started a bit weird um i said to you earlier because you said um oh yeah make like memorable endings of pay-per-views and this one isn't memorable at all because no one remembers it because no they didn't do anything with it which leaves a sour taste in your mouth but when it happened it was well exciting right i thought so hell in a cell 2015 do you remember that um head headlined by undertaker versus brock lesnar um in hell in a surprisingly good hell in a cell match do you remember at the end of this match all good everyone's like applauding taker so fair play that was good then the wyatt family's music hits the whole wyatt family come out pick up Undertaker and sort of carry him out like Jesus on the cross or whatever and just leave with him and that was the end of the show and everyone was like holy shit what's going to happen and everyone was going mental it was like oh my god is like they going to somehow make take a part of the Wyatt family is he going to do their bidding fuck all ever happened with it they never did anything they just completely ignored the fact that had happened didn't they there was nothing but at the time if you put yourself in the moment of that pay-per-view that was a fucking cool ending that had so many open ends of like where could this story go it's true, and it was a cool Hell in a Cell because like, ripped up the, the mat and there was exposed wood, and that was really cool. And it was great. The best PG-rated Hell in a Cell ever, in my opinion. I think you're right. I think you're right. And yeah, I completely forgot that the Wyatt family did that. It's The thing I love about the Wyatt family is they've had so many great ideas, and they're just like it's like the puppies are right in them because they just forget everything. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, they've had so many stops, or Bray in particular, and Luke actually, um, like, have had so many stop starts with their careers. And I just, I, I'm just loving the feed so much at the moment, as I think I mentioned before. And I just hope that this becomes something great. It already is something great, but again, we've seen it before with Bray, just pure genius. The guy's so talented, and 
they just drop the ball time and time again. Yeah, it's true. And now Luke you know Harper's their biggest back? Luke Harper's back. Yeah, that should be exciting. I and mean, you know the biggest mistake they made with Bray Wyatt um, when he was in NXT. His gimmick was that he was a cult leader, right? He wasn't magic or anything like that. He was a cult leader. Mm. He was like Charlie Manson. That was the idea. Like He had followers and he was like charismatic and stuff. And then he comes at WWE and somehow Vince or whoever got a bit confused and assumed he was a magic man. That, that wasn't that wasn't the idea. So he's a magic man. No, yeah, no, no, exactly. no, no. He's he's a cult leader. Magic man. <laughs> exactly. It's just yeah, but like NXT Bray as the cult stuff was brilliant. Those did you watch the promos before he debuted as Bray yeah. Wyatt? And it was just him in the forest, like shouting out, and he had all the followers, and he was just doing these charismatic talks and stuff. It's awesome. It's like Jim Jones, Charlie Manson stuff, which is ideal for you. Oh, mate, it's right up my alley. It's, yeah, a wrestler who is like a psychopathic cult leader is all I've ever wanted from life. It's true. I, I feel like they dropped the ball when he lost to Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good match, though. It would have been. Yeah, it would have been great if he'd beaten him, though. That would have been cool. That it? would have cemented him. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Fiend stuff is fantastic. But I, I feel more confident at the moment that they're going to go in the right direction. But the fact they're already putting him in the title picture is just like why. Yeah, it's a bit quick, isn't it? And the dude can't... He's either going to lose too quickly or he's going to win the title too quickly. They're the yeah. only two options we have here. They've already um, written themselves into a corner, which is just... Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. you got to applaud it, really. Yeah, well, they might They might come up with something amazing. Who knows? Who knows? Stranger things have happened, including exactly. this ending where Undertaker joined the Wyatt family. Exactly. But, but he never did. Just, he just, Undertaker just turned up a couple of months later like nothing had happened. <laughs> And started feuding with someone else. Dusting the, like, dirt off his shoulder. Ooh, weird. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, solid. Right, so that's mine. Solid choice. Uh, mine's a little bit more conventional. I feel like my, my list is the real list, and then yours is just the ramblings of a madman, which sums up this <laughs> podcast quite well. I think it might. Hey, I haven't, we haven't done our noises. What are we going to do if I um, have one of yours or you have one of mine? Um, I thought we were just going to use... Oh! A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> okay, are we, so are we both going to have I, that? I think we're both going to yeah, have okay. that. Yeah, okay, it deserves the first ever joint um, drop. It's just that a, one. Ooh, at the start. Ooh, that's the bit everyone forgets. So everyone's been quoting, bit of the bubbly, which is great. But it's the, ooh, that's the bit that really makes it for me. I love that the best part of, like, AEW's massive Chicago show happened after the cameras were rolling. Yeah, I know, it's ridiculous. The man's a genius. Okay, so my number five is um, very typical, and I feel like we should get out of the way early. Survivor Series 1997, the Montreal Screwjob, man. Of course. Of course. Like, is there more an iconic pay-per-view ending than this one? Well, there's at least four, based on where you put it on your list. This is true. I didn't (laughs) want to be too predictable with the rest of the list. So, um, yeah, everyone knows the story. Bret Hart was leaving for WCW. Vince McMahon was like, give me the title. Brett was like, nah, mate, not going to drop it in Canada. I'll drop it on Raw the next day in America. Vince was like, yeah, cool, bro. Um, There was secret dealings happening backstage. Sean's acting in this, by the way. I'll get to it in a second. Uh, (laughs) In the middle of the match, Earl Hebner rings the bell um, while Bret Hart's in the sharpshooter, which is just the ultimate kick in the dick, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Right on the tip of the dick as well. Right on the tip, you know. Tickled it. It's just too mean. <laughs> um, oh, Hebner dives out the ring like the coward that he is after he promised Brett he had nothing to do with it. Sure. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't get his twin brother to officiate the match and not tell anyone. Right. <laughs> so he Probably could just like, coward out. Yeah. Deniability. I had no idea, Brett. 
<laughs> However, yeah, <exactly. laughs> this guy, the million dollar man's clone. Exactly. So Sean had him in the sharpshooter, and like Brett reaches back to grab the boots and put the counter in. And that's when the bell rings, and Sean's like look of dismay, like what happened? What's go- I had no idea. This bit, yeah, sitting, he's sitting, sitting on the, on the end of the ring, isn't he? and then yeah. he grabs the bell. And this is like, watch the transition of Sean where he grabs the bell, all pissed off, like I can't believe you've done this, Vince McMahon. How dare you do this? And he walks <laughs> through the crowd, like through back to the back, and some of the crowd push him, and Triple H is doing like his bodyguard duty. And then Sean, the little shits, right before he gets through to the curtain, probably thinking the cameras are off him, does a little dance and waves the title in the air. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. That that is like that is the um, definition of why Shawn Michaels is one of my favourite wrestlers because in a horror, in like a moment of reality like that, he still can't resist the urge to do his little dancey jump with the title. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Uh, Bret Hart spits in the face of Vince McMahon. A real good gob as well. Real good gob. Like Vince is, does a double wipe. If you yeah, watch the video, yeah. he does a double wipe. Mate, there's a lot of protein in that gob. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be all cotton mouth from, from the match and stuff, so you're yeah, going to get a true. lot in there. But um, it, it's one of the most iconic pay-per-view endings of all time. Everyone knows why. Everyone knows what happened. We don't need to spend too long on it, but it was iconic. It, it changed the face of wrestling. Agreed. And it makes um, it completely um, belittles my next choice, <laughs> which is not... Um, <laughs> Again, another one that's not particularly well remembered, but I just remember being a little 13-year-old boy and um, watching this and thinking it was awesome. Um, I am going for, and my, this is my number four, um, Armageddon 2003. Do you remember Jesus this? Christ, Jesse. <laughs> what? <laughs> they get better, I promise. Like, I've, got, I've got three um, solid ones after this. All right. this. This was the show that Evolution got all the gold. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So Batista and Ric Flair won the tag titles on this show. Um, Randy Orton won the Intercontinental title. And then Triple H won the world title from Goldberg in a triple threat that also involved Kane. It's Kane. And um, so now looking back as a grown up wrestling fan, when you sort of and you watch it with your grown up head on or your smart head on, I should say, you sort of go, oh, man, like that must have been fucking horrible for the like older wrestling fans like seeing exactly what triple h was doing you know oh, we're the four we're the new four horsemen do you know what i mean and yeah. trying to like and winning everything and putting himself over all the time but as a 13 year old just the idea it was the first time in my wrestling fandom i'd seen a wrestling group sort of hold all the gold on a show and it was like that's fucking cool and i just remember him winning that and then rest of evolution coming out and then we're all just standing at the top of the um top of the um entrance ramp just with all the belts and just jr sort of jr i think jr literally said evolution have all the gold or something and it was just cool because why, it always... why is he an old timey proctor getting gold from the mines <laughs> he's got all the gold and i'm gonna go and get some gold of my own i'm gonna go find a nugget uh, <laughs> It's, but, um, but yeah, it's just sort of, and it hadn't really clicked with me watching the show until Triple H won the world title. That Evolution had in fact got all the gold that sh- that show. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just all it all came out at the end, and I just thought that was cool. It's just always stuck in my little head. That is cool. It, no, I agree with you. It was a very cool moment, and yeah, at the time we didn't really know what was going on. We were just like, oh yeah, this makes sense because they're Evolution and they're big and strong boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But if that they happened now, uh, well, it's it's happened with Undisputed Era, and I'm okay with it. So, but it's yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. But it's it because Triple it's Triple H. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He got his golden shovel out. He did. He did. That sit was disgusting, mate. You look like a. Well, well, I was trying to react to you. I thought you were going to carry on, and I panicked. So I literally got like a sliver of water. Spit. Got to talk. Got to talk. Right. So that's mine. Um, I promise my next three are more sort of memorable. Everyone will know my next three. You, you know, in um, like American sitcoms and stuff, where they just replace an actor halfway through a season with someone better. Oh, they did that with Malcolm in the Middle. I'm rewatching Malcolm in the Middle at the moment, but yes, go on. I can't believe you don't know where I'm going with this, but that's you. Oh, I see. What, you mean... Uh, <laughs> Next episode. Hi, I, welcome to the Guardian Fire Wrestling Podcast. My name is Michael Cohen, my beautiful co-host, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. He's been yeah, here the whole on... time. <laughs> they did it on Malcolm in the Middle, so... Um... Oh, fuck, I've forgotten his name now. Um, what's the oldest brother called, the blonde one that's at Francis. military school? Francis. Uh, Francis. Um, his best mate is this very attractive, good-looking um, black guy. And the black guy just changes about <laughs> six episodes in. And it's a different dude. And, th- and it's another good-looking black guy who's got the same shaved head and everything. And it's like, you can't... You can't pull up the wool over my eyes. You can't just pull up. You can't sneak a black guy past me. <laughs> I knew that. But they just, yeah, just completely rolled with it. It's a shame because I really liked the one that was in the first five or six episodes. Oh, that's disappointing. I'm sorry, Jesse. That's all right. I never noticed when I was a kid. So I suppose, I don't know. I'm a... well, we'll see how everyone reacts to Sean. Maybe, maybe you wouldn't come back. Who knows? <laughs> right. My number four is uh, you're generally worried now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, a bit, I'm looking over my shoulder, mate. <laughs> Later on in the podcast, you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> just ganked out. Like Shane McMahon and Big Show at Backlash 2001. <laughs> and then there's quiet... I'm picturing like a really short-haired, blonde, Mormon-looking person just sitting in your chair. Hello, Max. I'm ready for number three now. <laughs> With like a, f- a shirt on, like fully done up. Yeah. Like, have you seen, have you seen the, the Peep Show episode where Jez and Superhands joined like the Scientology thing? Yes. At the end, yeah, like looking, <laughs> look, basically looking like that. Like exactly. all sort of, yeah, smart and done up. You shoved under your little bed, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Just t- this image is going way too far in my head. Yeah, like per- perfectly combed hair. Yeah, he's moving in with Bob. Bobby doesn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Okay, number four. Um, we've debated this quite a, quite a lot on the podcast, but for me, it's my favourite WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania 17. And watching it as a young boy, seeing Austin shake hands with Mr. McMahon after screwing Rock out of the title... Like, I know it wasn't well-received, and it's not well-received now, but it was just so cool as a kid. It's similar to your evolution thing, where it's just like, what the f in f f w f Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. You know my feelings on this. I think it's... Um, I think it killed um, the WWF. It made... I think that's unfair. It, no, everyone um, says this was the end of the Attitude Era at this moment. Yeah, yeah, it was. It just stopped wrestling. Obviously, I, I love it. I still love it today. But it just it just stopped having that amazing energy about it because of this moment. And because of that, I hate it. But I know what you mean as a kid. Like, it's like you say, what the fuck's going on here? This is awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, man's in the ring. The man's counting when Austin finally gets to free count is like... He's just counting to Jesus, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> just doing a little march on the spot, going one, two, three. It's really funny. Um, and yeah, the crowd pop when Austin wins. 
it's not. Of course, they, they're in well, Texas. Yeah, they're so in te- good. They would have. Yeah, Stone Cold could have drop kicked a baby, Gene Snitsky style, but an actual baby, like to the back. Could have put of, it in the um, oven. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna put it in the end. No childminder would have booted him out in Texas. They would have given him a standing ovation. <laughs> and he tried to do so much stuff, like he shook hands with Vince, he's toasted a beer with Vince, he hit rock with the belt and all this kind of stuff. Nah. No, never, it was bit. never gonna work. They were but they were but they were sort of booing the rock just because he was against Stone Cold and it was in Texas. Yeah. Anyway, like yeah. And then uh going up the ramp with the ending shots like Austin at uh, my Austin and I'm having a stroke. Austin and my <laughs> the name's the name's Bug James Bug James Bug I'm having a stroke. <laughs> it ends with Austin and McMahon. That's really hard to say. Um, yeah, it's such a cool moment, and for me, it caps off like the perfect WrestleMania. And even now, knowing what I know about that ending, it's still I can still watch it and enjoy it because I just love that WrestleMania so much. It's it's been. God, how long has it been? 18 years since that WrestleMania. Since and 17, yeah. It. Or no, WrestleMania right. X7, as they like to call that one. Me which too. makes me sick. <laughs> and then, what was it? WrestleMania um, 60 always confuses me because they insisted on calling it WrestleMania 2000, yeah. Pricks. But yeah, calling it 16 feels odd, doesn't it? But then the fact that that number's missing is weird at these stupid WWE. And, and now they just stop counting. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just another mania. Outrageous. So uh, yeah, that that's my number four. Please continue. Very good. Okay, I'm going um, for something um, that will um, give us both the warm and fuzzies, and um, also a tinge of sadness. I think, but it was um, amazing when it happened. It's um, the end of No Way Out 2004 when Eddie Guerrero won the Ooh. WWE title from excellent Brock Lesnar. Choice. I thought you were going a different direction, but excellent choice. Yeah. Um, so um, it was. But I just, I don't know, like, this was the peak, my peak wrestling fandom, I think, was around this era. And just not, having that sort of, of you, you know, I was 14 at this point. I knew it was fake, but you could still completely buy into it and still get quite nerdy about the actual um, logistics of someone like Eddie Guerrero fighting someone like Brock Lesnar. So I remember sort of, I'm probably talking to you at school about it, mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, like, well, it's great that Eddie's got this shot, but what's he, what can he realistically do against Brock? I mean, I've put them against each other on Here Comes the Pain on the PS2, and Eddie Guerrero's a light heavyweight, so he can't even lift Brock Lesnar on the game, so what the fuck's he going to do at No Way Out? <laughs> and um, turns out he can, turns out he can suplex him, um, which was helpful, yeah. And but the way that match played out with you know um, Eddie Guerrero attacking the legs, uh, which is exactly what you do if it was real. If you were fighting someone the size of Brock Lesnar and you're the size of Eddie Guerrero, just take him out, bring him down to your height. It's such a great game plan and like feel makes it feel real. And the the pacing of the match when Eddie Guerrero at the beginning of that match there was no way Eddie Guerrero was going to win, but by the end it was completely reasonable that he had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, yeah, yeah. They just told it perfectly, and Brock didn't look weak for losing to Eddie Guerrero at all. It just, and it was just so well done, and so, and you felt like, fuck yes, Eddie Guerrero's won. And just the way he leaps into the crowd and grabs the Mexican flag, sort of his mum's at ringside, just that feeling. And Michael Cole and Taz, I have to say, killed that commentary. They did an amazing job. Um, and he's going to steal it. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, exactly. All of that, and um, and just the celebration of him winning, you know. Uh, just awesome just such cool like I'll, I'll never forget the ending of that show 
Uh, yeah, solid point. Um, I like that you just skipped over the Goldberg fact, but uh... I, I don't, yeah, I don't like the Goldberg got involved. That's a shame, but yeah. <laughs> but but, I, but what but what I do like is that Goldberg ran in and hit the spear, and um, it was like, oh, um, this is how Eddie's going to win it. But Brock still kicked out of that, and it was it was still finished. Yeah, on Eddie's terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the DDT on the bout and the frog splash and yeah. stuff was, which is a perfect ending for Eddie winning yeah. the title. It hit all of Eddie's like key, right? His top five moments really. He did a bit of cheating, a bit of lying. Yeah, but still wrestled a fantastic match. Wrestled very intelligently. Yeah, yeah got a just, bit of praying in. Got a bit of praying in, as we all do, as we all do. <laughs> and yeah, there's. I, I can't remember if it's an actual shot that happened on the show, but it's when he's on the ramp and he's kneeling down. He's got the Mexican flag and and the belt draped over his knees and stuff. That's one of those yeah, like yeah, iconic yeah. belt shots to me. Yeah, uh, like awesome. Shawn Michaels when he's like the boyhood dream. Um, Eddie holding the both the Mexican flag and or is it the Mexican flag or is it the California? It's Mexican flag. Okay, and the WWE title is just such an iconic kind of look. Yes, yeah, it's awesome. Um, and I, there's like loads of footage backstage, isn't there, of when Eddie went backstage and giving Vince a big hug and like everyone else. And I saw an interview with Chavo and he was like, because of storyline reasons, uh, Chavo wasn't allowed to sort of go up and give Eddie a big hug, which is sort of a shame, isn't it? Because they is. were, Chavo was a big heel at the time and they were sort of supposed to be feuding. Um, but yeah, Chavo sort of says that he really regrets not like listening to that, do you know what I mean? But it would have been nice if he had. But it's, yeah, cool moment. And and a moment that you would not have expected. No. Like, Eddie, when that match was booked, it, it just didn't make sense that Eddie was going to become WWE champion. Guys like Eddie, at that time, did not become champion. No. Like, literally two months previous, less than two months previous, he was in the thick of the sort of tag team division with Chavo. Um, just mid-card, you know, SmackDown tag team titles, nothing particularly special there and all of a sudden just thrown into the main event and just done perfectly yeah i don't know if it was just sweet timing of brock leaving and them needing someone or trying something new who knows but it just it worked out and cemented eddie's legacy for sure it did leave all right uh my number three is that's weird i know i'm weird i'm, I'm really thirsty but i can't move off to get up and get a drink my number three <clears throat> is Royal Rumble, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Why? Why didn't I think of this? Because it's one of the greatest pay per view endings of all time, Jesse. It is. It is a good one, mate. We I, I, we must have talked about this oh, before, we, but oh, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, but let, let's it's... recap for those who don't know what happened on this magical evening. So the Royal Rumble is one of the greatest pay per views WWE produces, without a single minuscule of a doubt uh the final two were batista and john cena batista gets john cena up on his shoulders to deliver a batista bomb and they both kind of tumble over the top rope and literally perfectly you couldn't even plan this because they didn't they landed on the floor at the same time and by royal rumble rules that means that they're both losers or they're both winners it was literally honestly if you haven't seen it it is the most perfect landing you have ever seen both of them just yeah. Like, exactly at the same time. And that's why I thought for years that this must have been planned and it wasn't a botch. Yeah. Because, like, the way it plays out afterwards, like, the Raw... So, Batista was meant to win, so the Raw referees immediately raised Batista's hands. 
And you can hear them talking back and forth, and they're like, what the fuck do we do? This is a really <laughs> weird finish. So then the SmackDown guys lift John Cena's hand, because this was at the time of Raw versus SmackDown was quite prevalent. Yeah. And then they just kind of improvise stuff with, like, raising each other's hands in the ring and all this kind of stuff. But then... But then... But then, but first, do you know, but then um, Vince McMahon comes out. But do you know why it took him so long to come out? No. Because he was running around like a headless chicken backstage trying to find Eric Bischoff and Teddy Long, who were the general managers of Raw and SmackDown at the time, to send them out to um, basically um, announce that the two were going to get back in the ring and all that. And um, Which would have made sense and made it look a little bit more planned with the whole SmackDown thing, yeah. But... But Bischoff and Teddy Long had already gone home early or gone to the hotel early and were getting pissed in the bar together. Um, so um, they were nowhere to be seen. And Vince, um, I can imagine Vince punished them severely for that you ma- shit. You know that one time when you duck out from work and you're like, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm sure it'll be fine. That's one. These, this one is moments you dread about. Yeah, the one day you do yeah. that is What's the one the day something happen? mental like, happens. There's 20 minutes left of the rumble. It's fine. Let's just go to the bar. Yeah, exactly. So Vince comes out irate as fuck like i've never seen a man angrier he throws that suit jacket down on the ground <laughs> and i i wish i could lip read because i'd want to know what was coming out of his mouth because yeah he, he was did. cursed as he was walking down that ramp like stone cold steve austin wasn't and, he? yeah and then he did little like steve austin run to get in the ring it was like <laughs> a foot before he does a little he gets all worked up and then starts to run goes to slide in the ring which vince mcmahon has never done he's never slid <laughs> in the ring he's always like gone up the stairs or, or whatever he slides in the ring hits both of his knees on on the hardest part of the ring on the ring apron tries to stand up and immediately c- collapses to the floor the rage has gone from his face to <laughs> not pain just confusion <laughs> but he must have been in so much pain oh, he tore both of his quadriceps at the tore same both of his quads time getting in the ring that's like that's Kevin Kevin Nash like doffs his cap <laughs> to Vince McMahon. <laughs> Triple H said how much pain he was in where he tore his quad and continued that match. Imagine being like in your sixties, seven, whatever he is, and yeah, it was sixties then. Yeah, oh, you tear both your quad, and he just has to sit in the ring, and the refs are trying to explain to him what's going on. Obviously, trying to get an audible cl- cue from him or something. He's um, sitting there with his legs straight out in front of him, with his hands on his hips. <laughs> which is a and JR, JR does the cool of the century. He goes, I don't know what the hell's going on, because he didn't. <laughs> Mr. McMahon's just sitting in the ring. <laughs> it's so good, because he's just like, I don't know what's happening here. Is this part of the bit? Um, and, they, and then Batista throws John Cena out, and John Cena comes in and throws Batista out. And then they order to restart the match, and Vince just hobbles to the back. And uh, they, you can tell that John Cena tries to call it on the fly because Batista immediately goes for the spine bus to finish. And John's like, no, 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 you know, give me a kick. I'll try and get you up for an FU. And Batista's so confused, you can see in his face, like the minute he fails the FU, he just spine busts him and throws him out. He's like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just sort that shit out. Not risking this. So, uh, so I've told you, I'm sure I've mentioned it on this show before, but every time this Royal Rumble's brought up, um, I will never not mention it. Um, Scotty Too Hotty was robbed. Yeah, I know, Jesse. Scotty Too Hotty should rightfully won this Royal Rumble because he, he never has made t-shirts it. t-shirts printed, guys. He's got t-shirts. Has he? No, you have. Oh, I have. I thought you meant Scotty Toy had his own merch of that. And I was like, oh, he's on the bandwagon as well. That's brilliant. Um, yeah, he never made it into the ring because I think Mohammed Hassan clotheslined him or something. Um, 
And so because he never made it into the ring and Batista and Cena eliminated each other at the same time, he was the last man standing. He's the winner. He should have main evented Mania against Triple H. You're going to be saying this on your deathbed, just rambling. It's going to be... The year's going to be... be 2072. You're going to be surrounded by your stepchildren. That's optimistic of you. And your fourth wife, I know. I was giving you for four <laughs> years. And then, yeah, Scotty, 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 Rumble winner. Tear the quads. There. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, is that some kind of code for like the money he's not leaving us? What's happening? All this pointless money, like what's going on? (laughs) Scotty too high. I love that man. I know you do. Uh, So yeah, that's one of my favourite moments ever. Well, that's a lovely moment. Um, So I'm on my number two, aren't I? Hey, daddy. My number two is... Um, Bash at the Beach 1996 Uh, is Hulk Hogan turning heel and forming the NWO this tell me this is not one of the like in the same vein as your Montreal Screwjob like one of the most iconic finishes to a show in wrestling history without a doubt Hulk Hogan turns heel drops the leg on Macho Man sides with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash who by the way um, according to them um, had no idea that Hogan was going to join them that night. Like, it had been kept from that's them. That's story. Like, yeah, yeah, it might be WCW bullshit, but I want to believe, Max. I want to believe. I know. Like, I want to believe that it that they didn't know. And just everything about it, I just love... I love watching it now. Hulk Hogan walking down the ramp, and you can see it in his eyes. Like, I'm about to do this, and it's either going to be the biggest thing in wrestling or it's going to kill my fucking career yep. because I haven't been a bad guy, you know, since the AWA day. Since I've been Hulk Hogan, everyone knows and loves Hulk Hogan. Never been heel, always been like the most iconic professional wrestler. And it worked. He dropped that leg. Um, the trash started getting thrown in the ring from all of the crowd. Fucking Let me tell brilliant. you something, me and Gene. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I love me, Gene. Look at all this crap in the ring. This crap represents these fans. I love that line. It's my favourite line of the whole promo. It is good. Is that your Hulk Hogan impression? No, I couldn't be bothered. I'm, I'm really... <laughs> I'm, I'm parched, Jesse. I need a drink of water. I'm parched. Let me, you were just like, let me tell you something, me and Gene. <laughs> <laughs> It's trash. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, the whole promo is amazing, and you can tell it comes from a very real place because the fans have been sort of booing Hogan for quite a while at this point. They were bored of him, you know, like the same way we were with Cena a few years ago. Yeah, just bored of winning everything, same old shit. Um, and so, yeah, Hogan's uh, promo comes from a very real place. I think Gene does his job perfectly, and then the actual ending of the show, which I've talked about before, um, is the commentators. Um, with um, Bobby the Brain and um, what's his face with the unpronounceable surname? Shivani. Shivani, thank you. Shivion. And they're doing their talk. And just the way Shivani looks at um, the camera and he's like, well, I guess, I guess that's it, Hulk Hogan. You're... And it's so real. It's such good acting. He's like, you're, you know, um, you can go to hell, Hulk Hogan. And it's such a, and it 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 should be an anticlimactic finish to the show because the commentators have no energy, but they're feeling like us, right? They're feeling exactly like we did, just watching that happen. Just oh my god, that's mental! And it just created this perfect finish, and it just went to black. And I was only six years old when this happened, so I wasn't like. You know, but I imagine the sort of 11, 12 year olds, whatever, went to school the next day. Can you imagine the playground talks at school the next day after this shit went down? That would have been fucking awesome, no? That would have been. 
Oh, man. If only. If only. Yeah, no one... When I was six years old, no one was talking about wrestling with me. Um, in um, Well, were you when you're six? Like, reception. You're, like, first year of school, aren't you? You are. It was, yeah, I wasn't quite ready for wrestling then. No. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for it now. <laughs> you're never ready. It, just, it knows when it's ready for you. <laughs> Ooh, kinky. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, we all know my feelings on Hulk Hogan, but this is a very iconic moment, and commentary did a great job of selling it whether Nash and Hall knew or not is besides the point um, it was just a very cool moment and you can't plan trash being thrown in the ring it just adds so much more layers to the heel persona when fans are physically throwing shit and wanting to riot yeah it's amazing it really um, it really did add like like, I'm surprised no one tried to jump the ring. I'm sure they did. Maybe security were just on it but it was like that level of energy and like oh my god do you know what I mean yeah unbelievable Lovely. Solid choice, solid choice. I feel like I know what your number one is. Okay, yeah, I think you probably do. I think I probably do. Uh, number two for me is... It just makes me sad we haven't had any crossovers because we haven't been able to, you know... Oh, <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> oh, it's just It's like having right. a cigarette. It's just, oh, still, yeah. yeah, you've still, still got to get it out. Got to get, gotta get that fixing, that bubbly fixing. <laughs> My number two is... <laughs> it's like a cigarette at the end of a hard day at work, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well, that first morning, after dinner, after sex, it's yeah. all of them in one. It's all of them in one. Right, uh, my number two. I'm going to talk about this very quickly because we literally spoke about this on the last show and I think the show before it, so there's not a lot else we can say about this. Number two, best pay-per-view ending of the modern era, Money in the Bank, 2011, CM Punk's Kiss Goodbye. Ah, yes, nice. There is, like, we've mentioned it on, on the last two episodes, just... This, at at the moment, if you ignore what happened afterwards, ignore that. That never happened. Imagine, yeah. um, you, the Wyatt family came and took your brain away, and then you, they just don't acknowledge what happened afterwards. Okay, that's what happened. <laughs> so you know the story. CM Punk, he's leaving at midnight. The clock's ticking. All of that good promo shit. The pipe bomb. Probably the hottest wrestling has been in the past fifteen years. Yep. Was, was this moment um, and everyone and I mean everyone thought that CM Punk's contract ended at midnight that night it, like I don't care what smarky fuck you are the way they did this storyline everyone believed that was true yeah it and, was like it, it was like the sort of to a lesser extent like the D'Ambrose thing wasn't it of like yes. every, it was sort of announced that his contract was ending but because of this angle even though it turned out it was absolutely true, people um, just completely doubted it because they didn't want to be taken for fools twice. Exactly. Um, and, and the way this kind of worked was he was he said, oh, uh, maybe I'll go to Fennet Ring of Honor. Maybe I'll go to New Japan Pro Wrestling, which was just like, oh, my God, that's insane. You can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> um, and everyone, you know, if you're a smarky fan like us, oh, well, clearly Cena's going to win because Cena always wins. You know, Punk's not leaving with the title. Punk left with the title, guys. Yeah, and it was in Chicago as well, which obviously couldn't have been more perfect. It, it was just absolute perfection. CM Punk hits the, the go to sleep after John Laurinaitis tries to interfere, gets taken the fuck out by John Cena, which is one of my favourite moments ever. <laughs> that tackle is unnecessarily hard. His father, he tackles his father-in-law. Unnecessarily. <laughs> just boom. Or his stepfather-in-law, I suppose it is, isn't it? Such a weird family. Uh, yeah. CM Punk hits the one, two, three, and uh, then... I think what a lot of people forget is Vince gets on the mic and he says, get get Dario down here, get Dario. 
who was money in the bank at the time, and they try and get Dario to cash in. And then we were like, oh, okay, so they've given us a swerve of him winning. Now Dario's just going to take the title off him, and, and that'll yeah. be it. That they, they played this so well, Jesse. They did. So it was well. yeah, It was great storytelling. Dario comes down, cashes in, CM Punk just kicks him in the back of the head and leaves. Doesn't even try to win the match. <laughs> he just kicks him in the head and leaves. Doesn't go for the pinfall to, to cement it. Jumps onto the barricade. Vince's face of horror. Great camera work on all of this. Blows yeah. Vince a kiss from the barricade. Climbs over. Leaves through the crowd. Yeah, I think the final shot goes to Vince first and then just punk in the crowd with, with his people. Perfection. Yes. It is, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And like you say, the beauty of the WWE Network is you can watch these moments in isolation and not have to think about what happened afterwards, do you know what I mean? And and how badly they butchered the storyline. It's just like, ah, what a lovely moment. Turn it off, let's go watch Pointless. (laughs) God, you're going to be plugging that so much. But yeah, if my number one hadn't have happened, this this would definitely be my number one, without a doubt, because it's just, ah, bellissima. Yeah, beautiful. What does that mean? What did you just say? I don't know. Beautiful, brilliant, great. But Bellissimo. Yeah, no, just made up. It's probably did you just make it. You didn't make it up. Right. Okay. My number one. My number one of our third year. Happy birthday, got till five. Um, is as you everyone probably expects, and everyone's like, "Yeah, all right, stop going on about it." All <laughs> right, tune out now. This <laughs> is um, the ending of WrestleMania 20, where it all began again, much like we're beginning again tonight. Um, nice. Yeah, there you go. Um, so Chris Benoit winning the world title, climbing the top of the mountain. Chris Benoit's 18-year odyssey has culminated in winning the world heavyweight title at WrestleMania 20. Yes, I've watched it that much. <laughs> oh god, yeah. <laughs> Just knowing the commentary call, <laughs> the whole thing, um, and Eddie, um, Eddie coming out is the specific moment I'm thinking of as sort of the finish to the show. Of so not Ed- when he hugs his future dead wife and son no well that's actually if you watch it on the network now that's not there um so it does finish with eddie and chris um so i choose that i choose the network edit as my um as my finish and it's just it's i've talked about it this is going to be quick i've talked about it um so many times on this show just it is it is the culmination as jr said of chris benoit but it's also the culmination of eddie guerrero and their friendship of just two little midgets who were obsessed with wrestling and well they are um, obsessed with wrestling and worked like stupidly hard on it became the best in the world but you know they were considered not big enough not charismatic enough whatever they got their golden watches man for a couple of years till they died and um just like had that moment together in the ring and it's just awesome you know as someone who had been sort of following Benoit and being a Benoit fan same as being an Eddie fan or a Di Malenko fan like by or even a Jericho fan like you're a fan of that person but by proxy you become a fan of all these other people because they just went to the same promotions together and did so many great matches together so I don't think you can be a Benoit fan without being an Eddie fan and a Malenko fan it just all comes as part of the package so as amazing as it is watching Chris Benoit win, um, seeing Eddie Guerrero be there, it just adds to it. It's and it's just beautiful. It's it, it's like you and me, Max. If if like one of us um, had an amazing moment in our life, like the other one would be there to share that joy, right? And that's like how close Eddie and Chris were, and I think that's lovely. 
It's true. When you win pointless, I'm just going to come on and <laughs> slow clap. I'm going to put the Godzilla 5 belt just on my shoulder. and <laughs> The confetti comes down and you, you come out and give me a big hug like on the pointless. Everyone's like, the music's playing, the Benoit music for some reason. And, uh, <laughs> like, I raise your hand the... and we walk around the studio. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the studio's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> that has happened. That would be great. Oh, that would be so good. Oh. Yeah, just the fact that both of them, as you said, ending WrestleMania 20, it's their biggest show ever. Like, they ended that show. Like, Eddie beat Kurt early in the night in one of my favorite matches. And then, yeah, that's great. Kurt wins, uh, sorry, Chris wins his match in the main event. Um, oh, it's just so good. Like, no matter what happens afterwards, that is a historic wrestling moment of two. Have you ever done? People. Have you noticed? Um, I'm sure it's a coincidence, but every tenth anniversary of WrestleMania yes. has had a smart favorite, um, an unconventional smart favorite win the main event. So WrestleMania 10, we had Bret Hart win yep. his first WrestleMania main event, which was not, you know, which was WWE changing direction from because of the steroid trial and shit, um, not going with you know big muscle heads anymore, going for a technical person. WrestleMania 20, we jumped to Benoit, who came out of the blue as this sort of incredible one. WrestleMania 30, we had Daniel Bryan as the sort of absolute underdog. So it'll be interesting to see what WrestleMania 40 does. Well, I think it's because Vince is like, oh, I want to have like a real go-home happy show, so I'm going to give the fans what they want and someone they actually want as champion. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why can't you play that logic for the other nine years previously? Yeah, I know. My, my money is either on Ricochet or Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I could see um, I could see either of that. I could see certainly Johnny Gargano, I think. I reckon... Um, I don't think Ricochet will stay in WE for a very long time. No, you reckon he misses his his bum boy Osprey? Yeah, I I just think he um that was, that was very retro of you. Thank you. Um, I th- I think he um it's I think a lot of, a lot of people in WE at the moment went to WE because of the big money and couldn't have timed it worse with AEW becoming a thing and them suddenly going oh shit no there's a way to make really good money that isn't WE yeah and where we can sort of do what we want. And also NXT going on to live TV. All the people that got moved up before that happened must just be like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. Just miss. I mean, I'm sure they get paid very, very handsomely. But um, if you're, you know, into your craft, it must be a real ball ache. Exactly. Oh, well, we all knew that was going to be your number one, Jesse. I know. So I can't change. I'm sorry. I'm the way I am. But it wouldn't be the end of the the two years, right? You mentioning Benoit. So exactly. I'm Has glad it happened. I'm glad it happened. Um, that you must have had a good time then, because No Way Out led into WrestleMania. So it did. It's I. I honestly associate that with my peak. Um, my peak time as a wrestling fan was uh, was the first four months of 2004. The Royal Rumble was amazing. No Way Out was amazing. WrestleMania was amazing, and Backlash in Edmonton was amazing as well. There you go. So my number one and the final number one of year two is in a similar vein to you, Jesse. Not an iconic moment, really. That's well, WrestleMania twenty we can't talk about anymore. Um, but it's my favourite finally winning and cashing in his Odyssey. New Year's Revolution two thousand and six. Edge cashes in the first ever Money in the Bank. <laughs> no, you're right though. That was fucking boss. And what was cool about that is it was the as you say the first ever cash in. So we didn't really know. Now we get it. We understand what happens when someone cashes in. But we didn't really know that how it worked. And Edge had had it for, what, 10 months at this point? Yeah, he or was something? Um, 
it was January. So yeah, it was brilliant. So it, so at that point, the briefcase had almost just become Edge's prop. Like you'd almost forgotten what it actually was and what it meant that he, he had it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then finally, he cashes in, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Like this, of course, he could do that. And on such a random pay per view, like everyone thought it was going to be, he's going to hold it to WrestleMania and cash in at WrestleMania, which would have made complete sense. And I think even Joey Styles was maybe on commentary at the time. He was like, I predict, because he wrestled Ric Flair on uh, the opening match of this pay per view. So right. there was just no logic that Edge was going to cash in at the show. And I always remember Joey Styles being like, oh, Edge is going to cash in at WrestleMania. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, whatever. That would be the stupidest time to cash in, though, because. Um... At the time, before Money in the Bank had its own pay-per-view, you would win Money in the Bank at yeah. WrestleMania. And it's only valid for a year, so if you <laughs> cash it in at WrestleMania, everyone knows you're going to cash it in on that night, so the champion will be prepared for you. Yep. And the genius of this is, so this was peak Super Cena. Like, yeah. John Cena had just survived an Elimination Chamber, beating six other people from, like, position number one, I think he came out at. Yeah. He was a bloody mess, but like he still still won and still beat everyone. And the boos were relentless. I think everyone was on their way out home because the cage was already lifted up. Yeah. Cena um, bleed good as well. He did bleed good. Bleed well good. Yeah. And then Vince McMahon's music hits. You're like, what the fuck? And he's like, don't you go anywhere in typical Vince fashion. Um, and he's like, I've got one more match to announce. This man is cashing in his right for... Because before, you just kind of run out now and just give the briefcase. But Vince coming out to announce the first one... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...was so cool. Um, yeah, it was cool. And just cashing in. Edge's music hits and he comes out. Now, from a logical perspective now, I would go, of course Edge was going to win. This is a brand new concept they're doing in WWE. They can't have it fall flat on its ass with a loss in the first kind of use of it. Yeah. But Super Cena was so prevalent then, it was such a reality that Edge had never held a world title, we'd never been in the world title scene, really, so why would he defeat Super Cena? And, oh, they teased us, Jesse. He comes down, he hits that spear, one of the best spears Edge has ever hit. Yeah. One, two, kick out. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go. And then he hits it again. One, two, three. My baby. I'm looking at... He's on my wall, Jesse. The only picture in this flat is me and Edge. <laughs> the only picture. I it's got... hung up on the wall. Um, and Edge becomes WWE Champion for the first time. And I've read his books. I've read interviews. You know, that's all he ever dreamt of, to be like Hulk Hogan and be WWE Champion. And it was just not a reality for a guy like him. And here he is. He's WWE Champion, Jesse. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment. And as I think you've pointed out before, every time Edge has won... The WE or world title, he's um, cheated like a bitch. He's cheated like a bitch. And that's what I. But I kind, of, I kind of like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that he has that legacy as the well. The ultimate opportunist. It's, it's the best nickname. My favorite thing um, that I noticed a while ago, but it took me a couple of rewatches, is when Edge gets the count. Mike, um, gonna mess it up. Mike Kyoda, not Mike Shinoda, goes and gets the belt. <laughs> they pass Mike Kyoda the belt and he drops it. And Edge is like, "Give me the fucking belt." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like livid and he kind of has to go outside the ring pick it up off the floor and pass it through the ropes to Edge and uh, you could just see it in his eyes Jesse and, and same for you with like Wrestlemania 20 it just means so much like yeah. from a fan perspective like watching Edge from when he kind of started was just so cool for me my emotions oh god both of our emotions of our favourite oh. Canadians who don't wrestle for yeah, one reason go, or Steve. another 
Yeah, we both got favourite Canadian wrestlers. And that's how we end the show. It's a, it's both, a Canadian um, themed. And they're both doing great. <laughs> <laughs> it's just doing okay. He's yeah, breathing. that's true. At least he's still amongst us. Yeah. He's not in the seven realms of hell. <laughs> oh. Oh. So that's our top five. Oh, I've missed doing a, a five each. That, that's quite a quite a taxing it's a thing. It's good. To do. It's a marathon. It is. Um, I got a couple of honourable mentions that uh, might jog your memory for some other great moments. WrestleMania 31 heisted a century. Seth Rollins cashes in on Brock Lesnar. Oh, that was good. And I'm watching it with you and everyone else. Like the adrenaline we all felt at like five o'clock in the morning or whatever it was was amazing. After that, wasn't it? Unbelievable, unbelievable. Survivor Series 2001, the end of the invasion. The invasion storyline was horrendous, but that Survivor Series match is fantastic. Yes, it is very, very good. So good. Uh, WrestleMania 26, Shawn Michaels retires. Oh, that was yeah, that was nice. Um, although it, I wouldn't choose that because we all sort of knew it was coming it's do you know true. what i mean like it and it was actually quite a sort of humble humble retire like goodbye at the end of that show especially because they'd had like the match of all time the year before exactly uh wrestlemania 30 daniel bryan miracle on bourbon street yeah very very nice that um, shot where he does both the bouts on the announce table yeah, that's cool. I like it when... Um, I can't remember what the sign says, but um, he wins and he starts going, yes, yes, and the camera pans back and some twat holds up some sign that just says, like, oh, God, on it or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it completely just completely it. covers Daniel Bryan. It's like, oh, brilliant. Ruined the most iconic shot in recent <laughs> WWE history. Uh, three more that popped into my head. Uh, ECW One Night Stand. RVD winning the WWE Championship. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Oh, I always um, remember that one because that was uh, such a what the fuck. And him that's almost like John a mini Cena. version of the punk one, isn't it? Oh, that is just so good. The yeah. that match. If if no one's seen that, if like you never checked out the ECW new ECW, don't. But just watch the one night <laughs> stands. Yeah, or the fir- the first two. First two, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Bad blood in your house. Kane debuts. Yeah, that was brilliant when he rips the door off. Like that was. I know hammy as fuck now, but back then it was like, oh my god, like who is this crazy monster, like crazy powerful? I'm doing the, the that, you know, we're so used to the pyros in the corners yeah. um, when he gets in the ring, but imagine seeing that for the first time. It's, it's It'd be like, holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. And finally, I'm going to mention an AEW show, Jesse, because I think oh this was uh, AEW Double or Nothing Moxley debuts and attacks Omega. It was cool and totally unexpected as well. Yeah, and I think regardless of what happens with AEW, it will last a while, but that is one of those iconic moments in wrestling. Yeah, I agree. no one saw that coming. It was iconic that and, of course, play the drop. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> is, <laughs> is the other iconic AEW yeah, moment. That, that, that's their legacy at the moment. That, that's what they've got going on. <laughs> uh, so, pay-per-view, you know... It's, a, it's the important bit. It's the memory you take away. And we want you to take away a memory from us. There you go. Well, I think my, my song at the start will um, evoke memories and emotion in all our listeners. I, I, I was worried about this show because we didn't plan as well last year because life gets busy, Jesse. But uh, I've, I've, this, this has been a great show. I've really enjoyed it. I agree. And if I could say, like I said in my song, thank you for everything you do. Oh, you sweet um, boy. 
and your girlfriend is a Jew. But I do, um, <laughs> but no, I do genuinely appreciate um, doing this show with you, mate. It's been lovely. Uh-huh. It's not work. It's it's good fun because it means we exactly. just get to talk for two hours which is nice and yeah exactly but there's actually a purpose to it <laughs> like there's never there's never been a purpose to our like incessant chats before <laughs> now we've got them recorded forever and you know <laughs> when we started this two years ago like we said it on, on the last anniversary show it's just like we never expected anyone to listen so the fact that you guys do the fact that we've been in magazines the fact that we've done interviews the fact that we've done merch it's just shit that i'd never even have expected us to do and it, we've done it and and from a personal standpoint of of me the reason i started this podcast was to build up my rebuild my broadcasting experience because i had a long gap and because of this podcast i now have a job that pays me to do podcasts i now yeah, work in podcasting it's because of this literally yeah you made the dream you made the dream come true yeah so I can't thank you all enough for for listening and putting up with us for two years. We're going to carry on strong for the next year, without a doubt. And I can't wait to do more top fives with you, Jesse. I can't wait either, mate. I love you. I love you too. Where can they go if they want to find out more about the God Till Five Boys? If they want to find more about God Till Five Boys, they go to a lovely little website that is lovely and good place, actually. And it's called GodTillFive.com. Still gives me chills every day. (laughs) I love it. Um, So yeah, please leave. uh, Subscribe on iTunes is the most important. (laughs) Please, please please leave. I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. Uh, Subscribing on iTunes is really important at the moment. Leave a five star review if you do like it. If you don't like it, just just pretend. Just Just move on with your life. Walk away. Just walk away. Walk away. Um, And yeah, we're available everywhere. Steve's not on uh, on Google Play. We are. Shocking. Is, is that right? Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Sorry, Steve. It's another thing to. Do you remember when he wasn't on Spotify? Those were a good yeah, couple we of months. Dangled that in front of his face like a floppy cock, didn't we? So now, uh, yeah, check us out on, uh, on Google Podcasts as well. We'll be back in two weeks' time with another Got Till 5 episode to kick off year three. Good God, that's such a long time. Year three, <laughs> looking at the top five world of wrestling. Until next time, I'm Max Curden. He's Jesse Benz. We love you dearly. Good night.